everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Investigating Mars. Today we will be talking about episode 13 from season 3, Post Game Mortem. I'm Heidi. I'm Jimmy. I'm Alika. I'm Naomi. I'm Yvette. And I am Marie. Welcome back, Marie. Hello, Marie. Hello. We missed you. Thank you. We did. Um, do you have anything on the internet that you would like to plug? Nope, nothing. Okay, <laughs> I couldn't remember. She she is on an episode of um, Veronica Mars. This is best podcast, is what I want to say. It was like Mars really fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little worse for wear today. But she is. She's on a great episode of Veronica Mars's podcast called um, "What's Our Claim? Investigating Mars." Yeah, that one. <laughs> Check it out, people. Plug. Oh, iTunes. This, this is going to be a really fun podcast. Yeah, because Malika is plugging our podcast while on our podcast, and so... I'm no, I am puck. I'm pucking. I'm plugging Marie. <laughs> oh my god, that sounded really wrong. I'm sorry, Marie. I am not plugging you. Oh my god. But Jimmy was high on cough syrup. I have a new button. I might utilize it. All right. Well, let's have our episode summary. All right, uh, episode, season three, episode 13, post-game mortem. Keith takes on a second concurrent murder case when the, when the head of the Hearst basketball team turns up dead and his son is the prime suspect. Meanwhile, a depressed and scruffy Logan refuses to leave his hotel room and ends up babysitting Dick's girlfriend's little sister for the day. Ugh. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. That little girl is the daughter from uh, the Michael J. Fox show. Oh, really? Yes. She but, also um, played Little Girl God on Joan of Arcadia, if anyone remembers that show. Huh. Oh, I've I always wanted seen... to watch that show. Yeah, I've only seen a few episodes. Like, I finally okay. started watching it. Introcast? Introcast. <laughs> <laughs> so that, no, but, but fun fact, I can relate that. So when of people were first talking about Veronica Mars, I thought that that, like, the plot line to Joan of Arcadia, I thought that's what Veronica Mars was. Hmm. And then they were like, no, no, she solves crimes. I was like, oh, okay, then so maybe I will watch it. what's the plot line for Joan of Arcadia, for those of us who are not in the know? It was like a, a high school age girl suddenly starts getting messages from God. She starts of like meeting of God uh-huh. in person in various different embodiments. Yes. So all I'm saying is we still have more of the season to uncover. <laughs> There's still time for that. All right, so A plot is our basketball coach uh, murder. Yes. The B plot is Logan is pathetic. There oh my God, go. no! So, Dean Odell. Dean. No, it's depressed Logan. What? I, I thought we agreed that Keith was always D. Yeah. I do. Well, you know what? Let's sandwich it. If we have to talk, talk about it, we should. It should be the B plot then. Are you serious? I love it. Oh my god, okay. no. Hilarious. Okay, Logan. There's so I, many tropes later, in this. But, yeah. Which is amazing. Anyway, C plot. <laughs> C plot is Dino Dell's death. Okay. Alright, let's do it. Okay. Alright. I'm not actually changing what I have listed as plots because I 
I'm protesting like that. But whatever. So you're going to talk about the Dino Dell's death while oh we're my talking God, about yes. Logan? <laughs> so, I'm doing you, Naomi. No, I'm just, I'm refusing to change my, my the order of my notes. Oh, well, that's fine. Um, <laughs> you okay. <did> that. <laughs> it's, it's my little form of rebellion. So the basketball coach, um, who is also the father of one of the players, yells at the team. And his son, Josh, quits, and Wallace gets to play. Yeah, like, he yells the team in the most cliched manner ever. And I'm just like, uh... Cameo Wallace? Hello? But... What are we playing out there? Because it sure isn't basketball. And then there was one point (laughs) where he said, Where's your head? It's not in the game! And... (laughs) I swear to God, I, st- I broke out in High School Musical right then and there. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that happens to you often. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, just, I do. I just randomly break out into musicals. I totally do. Whereas... Which, see, it really does happen. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Yvette, it really happens. <laughs> oh, God. Well, you know, good, I guess. <laughs> when you live in Naomi's world, this happens all the time. Just as long yeah. as it's not around you, right, Yvette? No, it's fine. Like, if I'm, like, birthing my baby or something, I'm totally fine with Naomi bursting into song. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I want video of that. The next time you're birthing your baby, Yvette, invite Naomi over. And we'll do, like, a Google handout. This sounds amazing. Okay. We need to actually just make this, like, a, you know... We'll stuff a, a pillow in your belly, and we'll like, you know, we'll set it all up, and we'll just make an entire video musical of it. Investigating Mars, the musical. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Hey, if Buffy could do it, just saying. Anyways. Um. Yeah. So Veronica uh, eats the breakfast with a string attached. Which was Ew. so cute. You would think that she would have read the note first. Especially <laughs> since she always falls for it. <laughs> it's very cute. Yeah, I liked it. So I just have to say, you guys, like, this, like, Veronica, Keith, just this episode, them, I have no words. Like, that was my favorite part of the episode. Starting Keith, here. Keith and Veronica? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, I mean, they're always my favorite part. <laughs> Mine too, but this one like got me in the feels a little bit later on. But mm-hmm. um, it's it started here because I think I like the way that they didn't just bring it as on the end, and it wasn't an anvil where it was like heavy-handed and all that. Like it actually surprised me later on when she brings it up. But um, it was nicely done. Put it that way. Okay. Uh, so she goes to the office, and the coach uh, Barry is dead. And... Okay. I love that Veronica didn't learn anything about, like, just bursting I in. Yeah, like, running her mouth. That's my note. Like, it's like the third time she's done that this season. She, it's just, <laughs> I guess she doesn't read notes before eating food, and she never learns about shutting her yap before she figures out who's in the office. <laughs> well, like you would think if the door she... was closed. <laughs> yeah, but, like, she didn't even get into the office. Like, the second she opened the main mm-hmm. door, she just started talking. Flabbing. And I'm like, Veronica, really? They do run a business. They run a business. <laughs> they do have clients. People come in. Like, it's not like it's, like, you know, something where they don't have <laughs> clients. <laughs> they actually run a pretty successful business, it seems, so. 
obviously, considering they're still in business. Right. <laughs> Despite her blabbing everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the sheriff suspects the Coach Barry's son. Because... Of course he does. Because he's <laughs> okay. lame. Well, after that description of what happened, I suspect Coach Barry's son. Oh, so, yeah. Well, I mean, it... I... it... I, I definitely, I mean, you know, he left the scene, uh, you know, well, fled, fled the scene, he was covered in blood, he took a shower, you know, all of the things are very incriminating. So did Duncan, but he didn't kill Lily. And you know what? <laughs> like, here's the thing, in normal life, in real time, in real life, you're absolutely correct, but this is Neptune, and nothing ever is as just as it seems. So I think that, you know, in this world, if Sheriff Lamb suspects him, A... B, if it seems too good to be true. See if Veronica goes and accuses somebody. All those things tell you that's not the real person. And B, if they flood the scene, they didn't do it. Yes, absolutely. Like, <laughs> if it's way too obvious, then yeah. And Weevil didn't do it. For everybody, Weevil didn't do it. <laughs> Veronica's like, no, he didn't do it. It was v Weevil. Um, yeah. So Keith meets with a Mr. Stoltz who is uh, golfing in his office. And like we, we, all rich CEOs do. Of course they do. As soon as I become a rich CEO, I'm putting a whole putt-putt, uh, you know, 18 holes of putt-putt <laughs> in my office. And he has a plane, right? Yep. Yes. Air Stoltz. Like Hearst College, your I bet you there's putts and uh, putts, really. Putt putt in there, too. <laughs> if only. Oh, Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. Is that what you were getting at? Mm hmm. Eric Stoltz. No, That's no, the name Eric. of the. But I think not Eric Stoltz. trying to make a thing about Eric. I got it. Gotcha. I, I wasn't that smart. I just Aristotle's <laughs> the airline. Catch up, baby tomato. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Yeah. I just got the joke. <laughs> I just got Jimmy's joke. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm officially not the least on this I'm, podcast. Yay. I'm just like. Wait, why is Jimmy suddenly calling Malika Baby Tomato? But whatever, I'll just roll with it. It's probably another Buffy reference that I don't get. <laughs> no, okay. it was just ketchup. <laughs> so did you guys recognize this guy? Yes. Stoltz? Yeah. Oh, he looked familiar, though. Wasn't he, like, in the Patty Hearst episode? Or one of the other ones, but he was no, no. He was the one who didn't want the um, fraternities closed down, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, he's the cigar guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, he's like a cigar smoking man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I've accused him of being the killer already. <laughs> okay. Um, then Veronica and Weevil meet with the PCHers, and Arturo, the pizza stealing guy, is uh, the head of the gang now. Can I just say something? Is that Weevil mentions wanting to live on the straight and narrow, but wasn't it just last episode where he took Madison's car and just, you know, threatened to cube it? <laughs> or like just Veronica? I was like, who are you fooling? Like, it was awful. Frankly, I wish he would have cubed the car. Me too! <laughs> that would have been exciting. I wanted to see Madison find her cubed car. In the and driveway. In the driveway. 
but we wouldn't recognize her. And then she, but she would have that face that was like, oh my God, oh my God, they keep my car. <laughs> but we would we'd be like, who is that? Who is that? <laughs> I can't tell. I can't tell. Yeah. Uh, so Mason, who is Wallace's friend that we have seen before, says that he saw the coach arguing with his son on the cliff. Of course he did. Um, this is seconds this is... while he was driving by. Mm-hmm. With his back, yeah, and he looked back. Mm. Yeah, but... So... I don't know. This Mason kid has been uh, making, you know, these little appearances from time to time. Um, and and I, I have a feeling we are supposed to be paying a atten- little more attention to him than, than probably we are actually giving him. I agree. I think he's in some sort of significance because it's just like them to, like, you know to sneak someone in it was kind of like their whole mercer thing like you saw him in relation to whatever and then he came up later and did something really bad so you think it's possible that mason helped tim the ta kill dean odell and the, and the dean's son like all three of them colluded perfect that's it yeah. that's my guess from now on <laughs> they all wanted to take him down from within okay guys i have a new theory this week Ooh. well don't say it yet i know but i'm just letting you know <laughs> i have excited. a new theory this week all right I can't wait <laughs> Um, so Veronica and Josh go to the scene of the crime, I guess, and it looks like the car actually went over the cliff. Which, how did the police not see that? Are you asking about the sheriff's department? I know, I know. (laughs) I, but, like, no matter, no matter how incompetent I know they are, I still, every time they miss something, I'm like, really? Come on now. <laughs> they just don't bother to investigate at all. That's really the whole thing. Y'all, in this scene, I totally thought Josh was going to push Veronica over the cliff. Like, something about the way he, like, looked at her. The way that he, like, walked forward, it it was very ominous. Yeah, like, I totally thought she was going down. Yeah, I did too. Okay, I, I was, just I was waiting not for thinking it. that. I was like, I got the idea that's they're supposed to be, like, setting up some sort of romantic tension between them. And, like, I was like, really? This is what we're going to replace Logan with? I mean, ugh. I kind of got that in the jail, Naomi. I did. I I got that. I I was like... Between he and his bunkmate? No. Between (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you mean because of the cookies? She gave him her cookies. I think it was actually before that when he was, like, asking her to bring him a, I don't know, a cake with a file in it or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I have a problem with the cookies. But anyway, um, no, I I thought that the way they shot this was particularly ominous, though, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they focused in on the cliff. They focused in on him creeping, like, you know, behind her a lot. Mm-hmm. And then they focused in on the water below her when she was looking down. I'm like, okay, whatever. She's gonna, he's going to try. He's, she's going to tase him. That's what I thought it was going to do. And then they kept Maybe. on cutting back between that scene. I think they kept cut back between that scene and... Um, another scene, which I forget. <laughs> something, something happened. Something happened. Yeah. Marie, do you have any thoughts on on this scene? I actually thought that he was gonna kill her. Not the first time I watched it, but the second and third time. <laughs> I, watched I, I watched the show when it aired, and then two years later, and then two years after that. <laughs> oh. I forgot most of it in each of those two years. So I gotta be a newbie like three times. Nice. I love short-term memory loss. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. I was like, 
wow, she is like taking this seriously. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I watched the episode twice for the pot, but three times. Okay. I've yeah, been like watched old. four times in the past four months. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay, I sort of hate you a little bit right now. <laughs> I was going to say, I wouldn't say that, Marie. They get a little testy. Just, I have no life. Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, I'm over here and I'm like defriending people on Twitter. and Because they're talking about Facebook it. Facebook because they're talking about Veronica. I just went to see the Veronica Mars movie for the second time. And OMG, I'm just like, I hate you. Defriend. If it, oh if, my god, I feel you, Naomi. Like people who've never even watched the show were like, "Yeah, we went and saw the movie last night." And I was like, like, "What? Screw you!" <laughs> and you're like, "Posers." <laughs> All these people that I literally would have never suspected have been posting about, "Oh, how much I love the Veronica Mars movie," and blah 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 blah. I'm like, e "Eat me." <laughs> and they're so fake. They don't have dedication. We have a podcast about this show. That's not right. That's like, Fred. Come on now. Would you like Seriously? to hear a really sad story, though? Yes. I have seen it, but I did not get to go to the movie theater because my cat ended up having surgery the day that it was released. Oh, no. So I had to stay home. That well, is a sad story. Are you so, yeah. to see it in the theater? Yeah, I'm hoping unless it closes this Friday or this Thursday, in which case I won't be able to. So far, it's... there aren't any, like, they don't have their listing up for next week. And oh, so, really? Is that short? I would hope not, because it did really well, but... Yeah, I, I did I, I did look up how much money it made. Mm -hmm. and I'm I glad thought, it did well. Yeah, it yeah, made the top ten. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is awesome, considering it was in, like, what, 290 theaters or something? Yeah. Really I mean, small number, so. You would think that, that they would um, uh, widen the release a little bit and see if they could get some more money out of it. But they only, they had a deal with AMC theaters or something, so they can only have it in AMC theaters, and it's, like, all up to the AMC theaters, which ones show it, and I don't know, it's a whole oh. weird... Thing. I'm sure it's already made a profit because, like, you know, I know that Kickstarter didn't do all of it, but, you know, a significant chunk of it was from uh -huh. that. Um, but, oh, by the way, you guys, so that scene on the cliff, um, it was what made me think that it was ominous particularly is because um, that guy confesses to or tells Lamb about um, it, it starts off before that scene starts. It's not that it cuts away. It, it starts off with um, that guy confessing to that's Lamb right, about seeing. So, yeah, so that's what made it so ominous. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so then they, uh, Veronica and Josh, go, to, I think she goes to take him home, and that's when they arrest him. And then there's the nice scene that Malika was talking about earlier, where Veronica tells Keith not to get murdered. Uh. I actually did, because I didn't expect it at all. And she was, like, cooking something, and it only lasted a second, and all of a sudden she had cry face, which on Veronica is so much better than on Logan. And, um, and then it passed, and I, like, I've been there before where suddenly, like, I'll tear up about something and then, like, try to resume a conversation and kind of shake it off. And I just thought it was really nicely done. Like, she didn't go fully into it, but it was enough to know that she was really thinking about it. Well, I mean, and you have to remember that just, you know, a, a couple of months ago or last year, you know, she thought her dad blew up in a plane crash. Mm -hmm. So, 
she's acutely aware of what it what it feels like to lose him. Good point. Yeah, Very well, and, and when he was, uh, like, on fire. Well, yeah, that, that <laughs> Sorry, too. Sorry, I forgot about that. <laughs> that, too, but, I mean, then at least, you know, she still knew he, he was alive, you know what I mean? Even when he was injured, like, when uh -huh. the plane blew up, she was like, that's it, he's dead. dead. Yeah. So. She's had a rough time of it, huh? Yeah, But has. you know what she's going to have dreams about? She's going to have dreams about... Logan and Madison. That's what she's going to have dreams about. <laughs> I don't, never mind, never mind, you know, Beaver terrorizing the entire city mm -hmm. and blowing up planes and, you Aaron know. Nichols in her back seat. Yeah, never mind any of yeah, that. Yeah, I'm just, just. It's just Madison. I'm still bitter. I'm still bitter. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But, um, so then Veronica delivers the cookies in a book. Which was sweet. So here's a question. What mm -hmm. kind of security does this jail have like first of all veronica can see logan can go in there to beat people up like veronica can go in there or no yeah i mean he well i mean he, he was got put arrested in there. to do it but, yeah yeah he got arrested to do it okay so he could pass but veronica can just like waltz in there whenever she wants and like deliver things like don't they have oh never mind i forgot where we are we're in neptune i was just gonna say well, I'm questioning the legitimacy of the police department yes no, i'm and sorry I, those I'm those uh deputies would never open a book and so, see. <laughs> so true. They'd be like, no. what is this strange object? <laughs> if you look at that scene, there's a deputy standing by the wall. He, Josh opens up the book, takes out a cookie, <laughs> and the deputy's standing right there. So and he's the like, uh, can I have one? don't care. <laughs> But yeah. they do know enough to at least bring it up later, like when, oh, yeah, I think I saw Veronica Mars walk in with, like, some sort of whatever and give it to this guy. <laughs> Did you stop him? No, but, like, you know, whatever. Like, you might want to check that because, like, he escaped. Like, what did he do? Like, leave, like, the book with, like, cookie crumbs behind? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm just imagining this scenario of, like, William actually cares about it. The only time he's, like, somewhat, like, up on anything is the fact of when he's accusing Veronica or somebody who's innocent. <laughs> right. So, you know, it's like... Oh, I should detect. He's always <laughs> looking for an excuse to arrest Veronica. Mm. Which brings us to Veronica oh. is under arrest for helping Josh escape. Because she's guilty, now, of course. What? Well, we didn't see that. No, I, I mean, it... How do you think he did escape? I think his roommate had something to do with it, his bunkmate. Because, like, did you see him eat the cookie and then his bunkmate, like, looked at him? It was a funny scene. But, like, it looked like he's like, hey, if you give me some cookies, I'll get you out of here. All right, dude. You know, I assume he had somewhat important. He had an anaphylactic reaction, and they put him in the back of an uh, ambulance, and the deputy rode up front. So when the ambulance stopped, he yeah. jumped out of the back. That oh, would that's be... why he asked for peanut butter cookies? Yeah. That's a really that's good theory. Oh. I like it. No, really they good. say it in the show. It's oh. in there somewhere. Really? In this episode? I'm not sure it's in this episode. Because <laughs> this right episode is very to be continued. Oh, Marie. <laughs> we thought you Boy, came up with a kick ass theory. We were like, <laughs> I, was sorry. I forgot that this was like the one to be continued episode that they have. All they, they do, do is those. walk in. All they do is walk in and arrest her. Okay. That's okay. It's not a huge <laughs> thing. 
It's okay. Right. We'll pretend to be shocked when we hear it in the yeah, next episode. Like, I actually, I Marie was right. I actually thought that uh, maybe you just hadn't watched the next episode and weren't remembering yeah, what happened. You, but I thought you forgot. <laughs> I do forget a lot. <laughs> maybe you're mistaken. <laughs> just delete this whole section. <laughs> oh no, we're totally keeping this in so we can shame you for it. <laughs> Oh, she did. We were so close. <laughs> we made it almost to the end, and then one of our own guests spoiled us. Stab <laughs> <laughs> in the back. On something that you'll learn in like the first two seconds of the yeah, next the episode. I, I, I'm actually <laughs> like, that, that, actually uh, literally right after this podcast because we're right. recording a commentary. Exactly. As far as spoilers go, that's like the least spoilerish of anything. Uh huh. It's pretty. I was actually spoiled um, last week by. Uh, oh. Getting married. I'm oh, that was oh yeah. Like, what? How did I just get spoiled on this? Like right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. At least yeah. You, yeah. If you're you gonna know. be spoiled on it, then that's not a bad time. Yeah. Yeah. Because right I thought, oh my god, is this like a big deal? Is this gonna happen like in the end? Like what's happening? And then it came about in this episode. Ew. I was like, oh, okay. That's all right. That's fine. <laughs> Can you imagine if it stuck and Dick like... and Dick was married? Like that would have been like really bad. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Like that, the first time that something slipped through Tumblr Savior, and it was like Veronica Mars. I was like, "Oh no, I can't look at it!" And it was like, "Wait, this is from the very beginning of season one. That was like <laughs> almost a year ago." I'm, We're so over I'm that. So, like, that's not even a spoiler. What? <laughs> you were all disappointed <gasps> because you didn't actually. Like, you're like, oh, "I'm gonna get spoiled. I want it to be good." <laughs> but now I'm just spoiled on something I already knew. And I'm not spoiled at <laughs> yes. all. Wallace got duct taped to the pole. I know this. <laughs> what? <laughs> like very beginning. Says who? Well, you and what army? All right, B plot. Oh, if we must. I love the B plot. Okay. I love the B plot too. Okay. I Good. actually, I I found found it uh, as far as the Logan Veronica blah drama goes. This is the best of them. Uh, the, the the best that it could be. Yes. I totally agree. That's why I love it. It's because it's completely different from the just yes, awfulness I, of previous breakup times. I did I not like, like Logan have... in this plot. But I absolutely <laughs> love Dick and Heather. They were I awesome. Dick and, I like Dick and Heather. Logan pissed me off. And I'm kind of above precocious kids because I could kind of predict everything that was going to happen with a kid. Well, Heather is the precocious kid. <laughs> Heather is the kid. Oh, sorry. I mean, Dick and um, I loved everything with, Heather's you know, sister. Dick and his sister. The other and his sister. Heather, Dick married well, his it could, sister? It could be his sister. We well, just it could don't. be. It's Neptune. It is Neptune. Right. It's just not crazy. I don't really like kids on TV. And, like, I'll pointedly, like, not watch things if there's, like, small children in them. Because it's, it's just, just, like, I feel like it's always kid. the same thing. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's a whole precocious kid thing, like Malika was saying. And I'm just, like, I was literally yeah. just rolling my eyes but every yeah. time. But the idea of, of Logan ha- being stuck with this kid who's just, like, dude... You need to check your life and what you're doing. I don't know. Just it, it made me giggle so much. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't get past the fact that, like, that, I mean, I understand that that sister was supposed to be, like, a really bad sister. But, like, leaving your 11-year-old sister with a grown man that you don't know at all <laughs> exactly. is, like, the worst freaking idea ever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it bothered me because I'm, like, yeah. well, but, this I is... mean. She's de- she she married Dick, so let's right, look let's at her decision. Let's, Let, let's look at her decision making <laughs> skills here. Yeah, obviously she's a, a bad 
All right, so to start with, Logan won't let the room service people in to get their trays. And so Dick lets them in and tricks him out onto the balcony. This was the best part of the episode behind the Keith and Veronica stuff. This was like... (laughs) Anytime Dick and Logan have, like, scenes together, because I hate Logan so much right now, I just love Dick all the more. And so this saved the episode for me. I'm like, oh, my God, I love you, Dick. <laughs> Getting locked out. The locking out of a model on the piano. On the, really, Jimmy? Words. <laughs> Excuse me. I'd like to buy a vowel. Um, <laughs> uh, Dick locking him out on the patio was, was hysterical. Because, and Logan's so do-do-do-do about it that, like, he, oh my he god! It happened, and it just... <laughs> Here's, okay. For, first of all, can I say I claim this quote? But um, but also the fact that he's like, um, this is not the quote. He's like, you know, something blew up with Veronica, blah blah blah, blah. and like Logan actually falls for it. Like, <laughs> oh, I guess that could have happened. Like a meth. Oh yeah, that's like I better go on the balcony and check because it's Veronica and I'm stupid. Like I mean, that just that was so stupid. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, what? Because he looks at Dick and you're like thinking that he might be like, shut up, Dick, or whatever. But then he's like, I'm going to go to the balcony because it might be true. <laughs> <laughs> Which way did it go, George? Which way did it go? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but Dick had a reason that he wanted the room cleaned up. And mm-hmm. he has a date. And she has a sister. Mm-hmm. Who's 11. Yeah. <laughs> but practically her twin. Practically. Exactly. Meanwhile, they look nothing alike. Right. <laughs> maybe and... she looked, maybe Heather looked like whatever her face looked when she was 11. And I think you they exchanged brains. Yeah. Okay, so, may, so we're saying that this was the Freaky Friday episode. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so really it was the mature did. kid who was, uh, was stuck in the 11-year-old body and the 11-year-old who went off to Vegas and got married. Yeah, I don't want to think about that dick and an 11-year-old. Never mind. No, yeah. No. No, he got back. I, I, I was like, oh, that's fun. And then I was like, oh, they had no. sex. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Well, we don't know. They were, were jumping on beds. We don't know if they had sex. We don't know if Dick really knows how to have like, sex. We just take his word for it. I mean, seriously, like, jumping on beds and ordering massive ice cream sundaes, I'm mm-hmm. sure that Dick would think that that was a good time. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they did that, so it looks like he had a good time. Yeah. Well, he totally is, got like, an argument. he is, like, 11 at heart, really. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so they leave Heather with Logan, and uh, she's still there in the morning, even though they were supposed to be back, and then we find out that Dick is in Vegas. Yeah, which we already talked about, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry, like, Heidi. But but what? Yeah. Uh, I, I was gonna say what possesses someone, but what possesses Dick to do anything? <laughs> we we will so never know. Everyone knows. Everybody knows that whenever there's an episode where someone goes to Vegas with someone of the opposite sex, there's gonna be a wedding. At some point, they're gonna think it's a good idea to get married because that's yeah. a TV trope that you you know. They just but, could not resist. But nobody, nobody did it better than Friends. That is true. Mm. But in this episode, and just with Dick, it is still funny. Yep. Even though it is a TV trope. <laughs> and, okay, fun, fun random tangent. <laughs> I know someone from the Jane Austen fandom who went through and wrote up this great, like, post. This was before blogs. So she wrote up this post, and, like, it got spread around the internet through email links. 
um, about the idea of actually getting married in Las Vegas because that's what she did. She and her boyfriend went to Vegas to get married, and she's like, this is what it involves. And we got to the, the city hall, and we put in for our marriage license, and we waited for two hours. And then we got to this place, and we waited for an hour. And then we got to the, finally got to the chapel, and we waited for an hour and a half. <laughs> and she's like, that's what getting married in Vegas is all about. You wait. wait but even I... though it's quick, it's going to take you at, at minimum six hours. Wow. Well, that... No. Yep. No. Yep. <laughs> well, no. think about how many people want to get married in Vegas. I'm sure they and have some kind of, like, line at the door. They had, like, drive-through wedding or, chapel. Who knows? They, they do. I believe it. But, but that's what they see on the TV. fact that... Um, you have to get a license, right? You, do. You, you have to get your own license. You have to get all of the paperwork in order. And... There are massively huge fines for any um, officiant who marries someone who is visibly impaired. So the idea of the drunk, oh, we got married, yeah, that doesn't happen. I mean, it, or if it does, it's like a, really a good very, at very it. slim, slim percentage of people not realizing. Well, you know what? Well, how do you explain Britney Spears? <laughs> she just paid a lot of money. Famous. She's famous sure. and she can do whatever the hell yeah. she wants. So she probably paid the guy's fines in advance. Like, hey, like, marry us. Yeah, that'll gonna... cost me $5,000. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm going to oh, go boy. shave my head. Yay. <laughs> um, okay, so then Logan and Heather play uh, Mario Kart and she's Yay. being his therapist. <laughs> really, I yeah. was just most happy about Mario Kart. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. The the precocious child gives the adult college age Wait, male dating Logan advice. <laughs> yeah, I changed it. I said college age male. I changed right. it. Dating advice, because yeah. you know that's what you do when you're 11 and he's you're over, playing right. He's over 18 adults. That's you know the definition we're going with. <laughs> and he smells. Right. Um, and then Logan finds out. Smells. His scruffy face is hot. <laughs> I knew you oh, like really? That, with that expression on it? No. No, I was really, uh, like, when, when his mouth I like the scruffy face. Open. I do not like that expression. No, he smiled he, a couple uh, times. What? He smiled a couple times. Yeah, but, like, when his mouth was hanging open, I did not like, did not like that look on him. But, like, uh, uh, he can stay scruffy. I'm all right with that. So mm -hmm. I think, I think one of the hottest things about jo Jason Doring, if I can, I mean, I'm not... It's so sad because I thought he was really hot before, in a couple seasons ago. Um, but, like, one thing that I find him, you know, that, that makes him attractive to me is that he's got, like, a really mischievous grin. Like, mm -hmm. that mischievous grin is the reason why I find him attractive. Otherwise, I wouldn't. I realize that the season. Because when he has any other expression other than that mischievous grin, he just looks dumb. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry, love fans. I just, you can shoot me. I don't care. This is not the worst you've said this season. This is true. <laughs> so, if you haven't shot me by now, <laughs> I'm going to run away before this gets <laughs> this episode goes up. Um, we've already talked about it, but Dick got married in Vegas. So then we will go on to uh, Heather gives Logan some relationship advice and then calls a request into the radio. Oh, and serendipity. Yeah. 
somebody who listens to the radio and who listens to the radio in a kitchen and who listens to the radio who just happens to walk by and doesn't even work there and didn't even tune the station and who listens at that exact moment. But, you know. But it usually has the one radio station. Mm -hmm. It's a TV trope. uh, Yeah. Yeah. But it does lead to uh, one of my quotes, which I love. Uh, Are we talking about the minutes? The Ratner quote. Oh, okay. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, but do you remember, it's funny because the girl is so excited, uh, about, about the song and it just, the thing that I loved most about this scene is I remember being that little girl, which is really funny. (laughs) 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 I remember being that little girl and making, uh, dedicating songs to people on the radio and how exciting it was when uh when when they went through and and like the rush of like excitement god i was such a little girl here's the sad (laughs) thing jimmy is that i was that little girl too but i never got us like through i never got through yeah so so that was when i was i think 12 um the, the the radio show delilah I would listen to that like every night and I on my parents anniversary I called and called and called for like Aww. three hours straight trying to get a dedication into them so yeah and now I that show comes on I'm like what was I thinking how stupid <laughs> was I Oh, I still but. listen to Delilah if I pass her on the radio dial. Yeah, like the songs, but then then she comes on to start talking, and I'm just like, no, no, I can't listen to this anymore. Oh my god! But I don't know about your parents, play, but play my more. parents certainly wouldn't listen to Delilah. <laughs> what, is, what is Delilah? Delilah, Delilah like After Dark. I don't know what that is. It's a syndicated. She's, got the, she's a radio personality. Yeah. It's like and a syndicated like... dedication, uh, like dedication hour or two or whatever it is where yep. she's you know she's on the radio and people call in and they tell her sad stories and they ask her to play songs or they tell them really heartwarming stories and choose a song for us and she you know inevitably plays like air supplier this voice that's really like this is delilah and you're on you're, you're i can't even do it you're on with delilah <laughs> and uh so she's got one of those voices that you know it's like all mood music-y so it's very schmaltzy I- and the tagline is "Love someone tonight," and yeah, and so it's like a lot of Celine Dion and a lot of like Air Supply, Mariah Carey is the thing that I remember. Um, Maybe and... it's a good thing now that we're talking about it that you have no notion of who this is. I have, like no clue. I'm I'm fairly certain that you can listen to Delilah online. Like if oh, you I'm go, sure. oh, you I can find bet. her. Oh, I'm sure they have, like... I mean, it sounds like something that would be like on the local, like a light rock station or whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's definitely is. on. Like I, I've heard her no matter where I've lived. I've, I've you know passed upon her radio show no matter where I live. So she is in syndication. She's like, oh yeah, she's <sighs> been in every state I've ever in, in every place that I have ever lived in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been Delilah. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. a kid, like my mom never changed the radio from like sort of like Spanish language stations and my dad only listens to public radio. That's it. So no. like like I don't Our even like, to get along. Talk and stuff. Oh. So, like, I don't know what any of it is. Oh good, you can listen to Delilah all day and all night. And I would never get bored <laughs> or tired because I have no idea what any of it is. 
Um, okay. And then Yvette would become, like, turn into herself, and we would try to find her, and she'd be, like, rocking back and forth in a corner. Singing <laughs> <laughs> the beast by wings. That is yeah, what would seriously. happen, yes. Um, okay, so I then... I my name is. Then Veronica meets up with Logan and Heather in the elevator, and is that elevator, like, the home to awkward moments, or what? <laughs> Another TV trope. Awkward moments when you can't escape. <laughs> Let's do the elevator. She could clearly have escaped. She was not on the elevator. All she had to do was say, I'll take the next uh-huh. one. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> but, of course, then we wouldn't have, like, the tropey scene. of Which the is awesome the and hilarious. Yeah, and Heather's fangirling. Which yeah. Was Out of all the scenes with in this B-plot, I enjoyed this the most. I will say that. Because it was funny, because it's very I just I loved her. Effort. I actually did love her in this scene. Yeah. Where she's, she's in this like, scene, I loved her. She's like, oh my god, oh my god. It's her. <laughs> it's her. It's like, sure. it's like it's she's One Direction or something. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of something that teeny teeny boppers would be into now. Uh-huh. There like you go. <laughs> you found well, it. Hey, Jimmy. I just had something come up on my dash that is. Backstreet Boy just announced a, a North American tour. Which and one? I'm like, are, they, are they coming so, with the, the Backstreet Boys having a North American oh, tour? Oh, and I'm just like, what? oh wow, what what? Like, what? are they touring with like? like um, Were you 11 year old fangirling named Avril Avril Lavigne? Oh god, really? Definitely a concert like, I would never go that's see. That's a weird combination, isn't it? It, it is, but oh my, like hmm. the Backstreet Boys, the Backstreet Boys. It is Boys. weird. I don't like, particularly what? care for the Backstreet Boys. I was an NSYNC fan. Yeah, I liked NSYNC better, too. <laughs> I, I avoided it all, and Sweet I went cheese. to the British boy zone. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I'm sophisticated. I listen to European music. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> so I never listened to any of it when I wound the popular. I never listened to any of it when they were popular because I was just like, I'm too cool for this. Yeah, it went through those modes. Um, but then afterwards, like, they were guilty pleasures. <laughs> They're not cool anymore, so I can listen to them. I can be, like, ironic. Uh-huh. <laughs> Actually, you know who I liked the most was Hanson. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mom. I know. Oh. oh, wow. Yeah, confession time. <laughs> <laughs> now they only have haircuts. They're not nearly as, you know... <laughs> I think they're and way better they now. <laughs> and they don't all sound like girls well, anymore. <laughs> what I meant by that is like, no, I mean, I didn't think they were good looking then. What I mean is that they used to have like this kind of thing about them, like, and like, cause you, you make fun of them and whatever. Cause they all had, no, not even that. Like they had a, <laughs> they had a certain amount of like, I can make fun of them cause they all have really long hair and look stupid. And now like they're all kind of cleaned up and kind of just generically half good looking and half boring. <laughs> Um, so after the elevator ride, Logan finally loses his temper. For like a second. Which, to be fair, he held it together a long time. I probably would have, I I probably would (laughs) have locked her in a closet hours earlier. You would have smacked some. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even want to know what Yvette would do to this child. (laughs) You know that room in the, uh, in the closet? (laughs) No, I wouldn't do so you, that. I'm not that mean. I'd probably put her on the balcony and feed her gummy bears. <laughs> I like kids, but if they were this this obnoxiously like 
running up and down and trying to like, and I was like really hurting, I'd put them on the balcony and give them gummy bears. I'd be like, make sure they're entertained or well fed and they're taken care of. But like, I don't want to hear you talk. <laughs> I'd be like, I have Not millions. Of, I'd be like, I have millions of dollars. I'm gonna call a babysitter. No kidding. That's actually a really good idea. <laughs> Why didn't he do that? Yeah. Uh, so Dick calls and needs a lawyer, of course. Um, and then uh, Logan talks to Heather's sister, who I honestly don't know her name. Oh um, my god! Oh my god! I hope that Logan refers Dick to Cliff because I'd really like to see them together in a scene. Well, I think it's that the that only the, he's the only lawyer in Neptune, so <laughs> Melinda. That's what Logan meant. Her name was Melinda. Melinda, thank you. I really just never caught it. After he talks to her, then he feels bad for yelling at Heather because their dad left, and it's all sad. And then they have ice cream. Aww. That little girl did a really good job of playing sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, have any of you been watching the Michael J. Fox show? No. no. It actually yeah. got pretty good. Well, doesn't it? Is it really? Yeah, I think they're... Well, they... they they like promised them that they would air all of the episodes, and now they've pulled it, and are not airing all of the episodes. You know, I, I thought they the, just moved the dates, but <clears throat> I, I actually, it really grew on me. I actually started to find it really funny. But the, da- the daughter is probably one of my favorite characters, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I only watched the pilot, and I don't know. I, I just did not didn't... like the pilot. I didn't like it, and so I didn't watch anymore. But like after kind of reading what Michael J. Fox has said about it and stuff, I would be willing to like give it another try. But I don't think NBC is. Yeah, and that's a sad thing because I mean I love everybody associated with the show. Like I love him. I like um, you know Betsy, whatever her name is, the wife, like from Breaking Bad. I just love, and apparently this girl. <laughs> and um, but I just never really watched it like it never just caught on with me but um it's kind of sad um and then they come back from getting ice cream and dick and his wife are arguing about toes listen i just have something to say right here (laughs) my second toe is longer than my big toe me too me too so that means that means that you have greek Greek ancestry my um Whereas my first and second toe are You're a freak? Is that what it means? <laughs> no, Greek. Greek. Greek, freak ancestry. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Yeah, no, sorry my, guys. I really my, thought you said My first and second toe are the same length together, which was both really good for dancing on toe as a ballet as a ballerina. But that means that I have Roman ancestry. And so when it go actually goes big toe, little toe and smaller coming down, that is Egyptian. Like you can trace this by what what your toes look like, show what part of the world that. Well, I'm Roman apparently. Yeah. <laughs> wait, because that's real. Wait, didn't you say didn't you say big toes or second toes bigger? If the second toe is bigger than the first, then, then toe, you're Greek. Then you're Greek. If the second no, and mine are the same. Possibly third toe are the same as the first. That is Roman, and when they all just so sort I'm of Roman, slant so down. That is Egyptian. Oh, the knowledge yeah, that's not we really, does not. That's not really not cool because it does not account for Eastern okay. people. Yeah, but we like all, all came... the people that aren't descended from Greeks or Romans. 
What? Or it's Arabic because about. I don't. We're think... all we're, we're all descended from Adam and Eve. <laughs> I'm serious. You're right. You know? <laughs> no, but no. I, I agree with you. No. You have you have trumped me. No, but uh, I mean. Person. And there are there's some other variations, like when you start to get into the Germanic tribes and whatnot. But I don't like those are the the, the main three that I remember. Sorry, I didn't mean to, mean to throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think that um, for the most part, you know, uh, I don't know if you can judge people by their toes. <laughs> <laughs> since we had a podcast quote of the episode. quote of like the entire series. Yes. On that note. All right. See plot. Um okay, so first of all, Mindy Odell stops by and Keith is going to uh quit the case um but then he they talk and i about the eggshell and all that stuff and mindy says that she called landry to ask what brand of toothpaste he wanted because there was a cell phone call and like who okay so you're running down to the lobby to get toothpaste like who brings their cell phone with them to go bring my cell phone everywhere I, I mean, if I have a pocket, never, I have my cell never phone. Never you're going to forget your key. Yep. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So, like, that's just... My cell phone my is cell phone attached to all me the time. It is on. We trumped you. Babies, but I'm just like, what? I'm running down to the lobby to get to face. Like, Okay, so my question here is, um, he said that he didn't want to be seen by his student, Ratner. Um, I believe that one time Veronica saw him out in the hall, probably getting ice or something, going back to the room, so he didn't have a problem walking around then. Well, but that no, wasn't, that wasn't down in, in the lobby. Yeah, but Ratner delivers room service. True. Yeah, and, uh, I think it's that he trusts Veronica because he's going to put her up for the FBI job, blah, 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 blah. So it's probably, you know, he didn't trust Ratner because who would trust someone named Ratner, but, you know. Well, he didn't know he would run into Veronica. He just happened to be Right, he didn't hall. know he would, right, he didn't know he would run into her, so, but I think also it's like he didn't mind when he did run into her as much as, because, like, you know, the fallout of that wasn't big. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I just thought that excuse was weird because he's, been running around the halls before and Ratner could have seen him then so which yeah you're, you're right Ratner's not an idiot and I think knows anyway so <laughs> um but yeah then then Keith is back on the case and uh maybe he killed the dean Keith or Ratner Ratner <laughs> I might I just might have a new theory <laughs> oh my god that would be like I, oh, my brain hurts now because like we, we could all start spinning ways that that could actually happen and oh, okay. uh -huh. we have been seeing a lot of Ratner lately as well mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting 
Um, okay, so then the next thing is the girl at the front desk helps Logan's friend again. <laughs> and um, uh. says that Ratner delivered them room service that night. So, of course, Veronica goes to talk to Ratner, who heard two men yelling in the room. Right, which we saw. So, we saw that happen. And yet, so no person... one is admitting to it. So the we... front desk person, who is she and why is she so incredibly helpful? Because there was that episode of Ways Back where Logan brought Veronica down and was like, hey, can we find out who this person was? And... I think it was the episode with Rory Finch where they were trying yeah. to yeah. find okay. out Rory Finch and Ratner got busted with the shampoo. and yeah, Right, but why is she one. so incredibly helpful? Because Logan introduced... Veronica to her then, and she helped them then, and so but, she's but just confidentiality. Friend, what did what did Logan do to her? Is what I'm trying to say. Because apparently, you <laughs> know, you're not supposed to tip. give any of this information out, even to paint. Yes, you know. But anyway, hand wave. Yeah, well, Logan maybe tips well. Um, so he yeah, doesn't get out of the room. <laughs> yeah, then uh. Ratner also says that when he went back to deliver the room service, then a woman answered, who we assume is Mindy O'Dell. And we find out Veronica is still in the running for the FBI internship. I thought you guys might be happy about that. She's totally in the FBI in the movie. Yeah. I, 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 she's going to get this internship, and that's probably where it's going to go. And the dean wrote a nice recommendation letter for her. Aww. Uh, this was so sweet. Yeah, nice. It's a very and... short recommendation letter, though. But how well did he really know? I mean, I know he knew her, but but also very, like, he didn't know her that well. He knew, I mean, the time-wise. I guess, you know what? She was well, covering he's known her for two disorder. years. <laughs> two and years. She, he was, she was covering up well, yeah, her. Yeah, because his, like, last um, year... Last year, in her senior year, she went to the college. Yeah, but I don't think he met her until this year. When and he she... was antagonistical towards her in the beginning because she was covering up the pot stuff. Uh-huh. But I think that um, she was also covering up or, you know, providing, like, cover for his eating disorder slash... That's right. Whatever. So he's like, I better write this, otherwise she'll going to rat me out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and she uh, got him his... Uh, his repairman in Weevil so that he could have, like, HDTV and stuff. Indeed. So important. It is. Um, and then Keith confronts Mindy with all of this new information, and she fires him. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back to the beginning, basically. <laughs> yes, you do. Alright. It's time for quotes. And Marie, would you like to go first? Sure. This is Keith and Cliff. Keith <clears throat> says, "Is it's as bad as she says. Lamb's going after the kid. And Cliff says, well, he was thinking very hard about it. Or he really had a pee. It's hard to tell with that man. <laughs> <laughs> and then a, the camera goes to Veronica and you see her shrugging like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay, this is a dick quote. It's not I my dick quote, is it? What? I don't think so. But I live here too. When people walk 
walk-in, they don't think, this little queen area is dicks, and the hidden bottles of urine are Logan's. They think, silence of the lamb basement, and their desire to get naked near me takes a nosedive. Yeah. That, that was actually episode? my favorite quote of the episode. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Which is why I had to do it first. I'm going to go with little sister. Um, so oh, go ahead. Well, I'll finish mine, because it's not yours. Uh, I'm going to go with little sister. Quit flirting with me, old man. I'm 11. Jeez, that's creepy. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> you can go ahead, Malika. I'll go last. Okay. Not last, but... <laughs> so in other news, I met this girl a couple weeks ago at a party. Hot! Like, volcanic hot. Like, I might use, use an admit to feel her up blink if you understand she's come here tonight and she's bringing her little sister who i might add she described as practically her twin by the way i did a little research on the pathetic sad saccharine and the hot sister is a recommended treatment <laughs> she, logan no thanks dick you sure we were thinking about going to the swim team speech blanket blowout you can wear a t-shirt that says i'd rather be home crying <laughs> <laughs> oh. he was on fire this episode i love him he was, he was. like Dick was awesome. I love Dick. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Sorry, a little over enthusiastic there. A woman in Texas hired a hitman to take out the mother of her daughter's cheerleading rival. See now, I'm pretty much willing to consider anything. Where do you keep your gun? <laughs> <laughs> that was my second favorite quote of the entire episode. <laughs> Um, let's see. I'm going to go with Heather. So who was that on the phone? Logan. Just your brother-in-law. It's <laughs> <laughs> cute. Marie, do you have another one? Sure. I'll go with Heather. Why is that girl your ex? Logan. Because that's the nice thing you call people when you stop dating them. <laughs> uh... I got a dick quote. Um, it's a sad state of affairs when I'm the academic on the balcony. What <laughs> <laughs> is it? Um, I have a dick quote. And actually, it's a conversation. Mr. Casablancas, I don't suppose your buddy Mr. Eccles is going to be gracing us with his presence today. <laughs> Doubtful. When they remove a grapefruit-sized tumor, they really recommend bed rest. Teacher. You might let him know that if he misses another class, he shouldn't bother showing up again. He'll fail. Automatically. Dick, I'll let him know your prayers are with him. <laughs> There's a note from Keith. If you've eaten any of this breakfast, you now owe me. Invoices have to go out today. See you in the office. Veronica. <laughs> and I always fall for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that one. Um, I have Ratner. Take it from the guy who has to clean up after him. You don't want what's left of Logan Eccles. I have uh, Veronica. I caught our chower here mugging some pizza boys last year, and I taped him to a pool. He gave me the impression running the gang was a man's job. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't write it down, but then he says it was. (laughs) Okay, I'm... Forget the funny, I'm going to go all serious now with Keith. You can fire me, but you can't take me off the case. I quite liked your husband. And I was just like, 
Go Keith. Yes. Nice. Okay. Whatever you say, Keith. Yep. Yeah. I also have a sort of serious one. Veronica. I would have settled for I find her nosiness charming. Oh, I have that one too. <laughs> Aw. Alright. Any final ones? Yeah, I'll do one more. It's from Chero. Veronica called him Chero. Uh, <laughs> um, your average white dude in a BMW gets jumpy when he's surrounded by brown people on bikes. They usually give up the keys without us asking. <laughs> Alright, we ready for feedback. Yes. We first of all have a voicemail from Paul Mackey, and he, said that, he says that there's a little oh God, popping so at first, so uh, hopefully it's not too distracting. Hello, this is Paul Mackey from the Freezer Room, <laughs> and this is feedback for post-game mortem. Well, pretty much post-game mortem. But first up, there is a certain peril in being a non-newbie. I wouldn't say expert. Uh, for a show you've watched once seven years or so prior, my last voicemail had an anecdote about my old freshman year RA, complete with a uh, not terribly clever inclusion of the theme song. As I watched along, I suddenly realized to my horror that I totally forgot Moe's involvement in the whole rape plot. <laughs> so, uh, sorry about calling attention to Moe when the show was letting him fall to the background. <laughs> uh, for this episode, then. I totally love Logan and Heather. Enough so that the uh, rest of the episode falls away in my head. I do appreciate the way that the Odell case gets the Neptune Grand and its cast of staff into the mix. Uh, I wasn't sure where else I remembered Heather from, and though I've neglected to actually put her name down for this recording, uh, I think I settled on uh, seeing her in Easy A, and likely probably also just remembering this episode. I figured if it had been Dick and not Logan, that line earlier on would have been, you can order a movie, the porn's on channels 86 through 103. <laughs> it uh, may have been eye-rollingly obvious, precocious preteen slowly makes depressed Logan come out of his shell, but uh, I ate it up like ice cream for mammies. I think we could have done with ten more minutes of Logan and Heather and dispensed with the case of the week, but apparently it ties in with next week, uh, whatever. Oh, and I do applaud the callback on, do you know good lawyer? Well, I know a lawyer. <laughs> uh, that's about all I have to say about that. I'd love to say I'd be making voicemails for the rest of the season, but it seems to be a harder promise to fulfill. Uh, I plan on releasing a multi-episode blast of the Ghostlight podcast real soon, including a look at the curling comedy movie Men with Brooms. Uh, so hopefully I can slip a few voicemails in there somewhere as well. Uh, again, Paul Mackey from the Freezer Room, signing off. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Don't give up, Paul. All I heard was definitely getting voicemails for the rest of the season. That's all I heard. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah. And, and all I heard was guilt over the fact of I didn't get my feedback in for Men With Rooms. So, I'm sorry, Paul. Guilt, guilt, guilt. Guilt, guilt, guilt. Guilt, guilt. Yeah, well, I haven't been able to get any feedback in for the Ghostlight podcast because Amazon oh, took off Slings and Arrows, and so oh. I can't watch it. Oh, a um, a Acorn TV? Acorn tv.com.ca there, there is a thing that is like strictly British and Canadian TV shows um, I hear if I can find it it's yes. Naomi it's, it's Naomi typing it's Naomi typing <laughs> okay. acorn.tv 
and they have all three seasons of Slings and Arrows. Oh, good. I don't know what the... Um, no, that's not what I want. I want to copy. Paul, Mackie, did you put this on your your Facebook page? Because you really should. Yes, you should. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Naomi. So, there you go. There's... Saving the Awesome. I, I was going through the Slings and Arrows tag on Tumblr last night, so... Nice. There you go. I made it all through season one, and I think the first episode of season two, and then it was suddenly gone. So. Well, seasons one and two are on YouTube. Oh. Well, I didn't know that either. <laughs> yeah. I never went searching. I just went over to the Ghostlight Podcast Facebook page and was like, well, it's gone. And nobody told mm -hmm. me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we have Facebook feedback. I have all, all kinds of feedback guilt So on so many shows. I know. Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I actually watched Men with Broom, like, after he posted about that. I was like, I need to do that, because that's what I do when it's time for Winter Olympics. Like, that is my go-to Winter Olympics movie. I watch Men with Brooms. And Cool Runnings, if at all possible, but... Never heard of it. It's about curling, and it's awesome. All right, then. Okay. All right. So, Facebook feedback. Okay. Facebook feedback. First, we have Harold. Is Coach's death related to Dean, the Deans? Speaking of the Deans' death, are the writers now trying to place suspicion on Mindy? I'm not buying it since she hired Keith to prove her husband was murdered. Why would she, the murderer do that, even if she hasn't been forthcoming about the Dean showing up in the hotel room? Am I missing some inside joke about the business with Veronica's shirt? She may be petite, but Heather is way smaller, and that shirt was tight on her. If it was a joke, it wasn't all that funny. Just weird. Did you do some coke before you read that? <laughs> <laughs> through her or something it might be it might be because that i usually read fast but it wasn't any faster than usual i think right. it was, it was like, <laughs> like it wasn't it wasn't my internet access i don't think so <laughs> you, okay you were like <laughs> y'all i'm hungover i have no I have, I don't know what's wrong with me. That's all. <laughs> all right, Beth says, getting yelled at during halftime of a basketball game. Yep, that gave me lots of flashbacks. Did anyone else think that Josh had a bit of a Xander look? Leave it to a tween to finally get Logan out of his funk. I love this plot line. Well, not when he yelled at her, but the Mario Kart and ice cream were awesome. From the first moment Dick mentioned he was in Vegas, I knew a quickie marriage would happen. Finally, Keith reading Cyrus's recommendation letter for Veronica really touched me. Ray says, The show hardly ever ends on a cliffhanger like this with the A-plot still unresolved. I'm also happy to see that they are diving deeper into the Dean's murder after a couple of episodes of slow progression on it. This episode had two really good emotional moments. First, when Veronica told Keith not to die and then she wouldn't know what to do without him. And the other was when they were reading the letter of recommendation from the Dean. Both of those moments were very well done. I have to say that I loved the Logan-Heather pot. It was cool to see Heather get Logan to open up and get out of his funk. Also, that elevator scene was all kinds of awkward. This show really knows how to do good awkward elevator scenes. <laughs> there, <laughs> there were a couple of those last season as well. Agreed. Yeah, very good. Alright, so the question is, who killed the Dean? I think it was Dean's son 
in conjunction with Mason and Tim the TA. Why not? Why not? I'm I'm still on Tim the TA, so I'm like I'm like uh, keys. You know the the, the car. Mason is is uh, the friend uh, Wallace's, Wallace's friend. friend. Who are supposed to be paying attention to you? I think the black kid. Oh right right right. <laughs> One of the ones. Um, but I think that you know Tim. You know he probably had access to the keys. He knew where they were. He knew they were going to be in the, in that hotel room because you know he's a stalker of the teacher that he's in love with. Um, and um, all roads lead to Tim the TA uh, to frame the teacher because he's jelly jelly jelly. Jealous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got it. <laughs> we got it. Nice. Don't judge my toes. <laughs> I can't, I Jimmy. I can't toast. judge your toes. Um, I am going to say that Tim the TA and the Dean's son had an affair. Obviously. They colluded in it colluded in it together, can I talk? And then Bretner, um, well, he wanted a threesome, see? And the only way they would give it to him is if they help, if he helped them. So he helped them, too. He wanted a threesome, see? He wanted a threesome, see? <laughs> I'm, like, twirling my cigar over here. You can't see it. <laughs> okay. So I have a new theory. And this comes from the fact it's like, you know, I miss, like, my crazy, it was suicide, or Lily's ghost did it, like, that, that was, and then I realized, you know, for two seasons, I was saying that Lily did everything, like, Lily committed suicide, Lily's ghost did it, and now I'm like, you know, what if, that there was that one episode in season two with the psychic, and the psychic was like, Lily's mad that you took her boyfriend. What if it was Lily's ghost who's, like, possessing people just to screw up Veronica's life? For getting with her boyfriend? Yes. Like, that. so, like, Lily possesses Tim the TA and makes him do stuff, and then she, like, possesses Ratner and makes him do stuff, and, like, Lily's ghost possessed Mrs. Um, Odell, and that's why she doesn't have any memory of actually killing her husband. And... Just Why so that she... way Lily can, can mess with Veronica's life. I think Lily should just possess Veronica and just be with Logan. But no, no, she doesn't, <laughs> doesn't want that. She just wants to mess with Veronica because Veronica dared to touch something that was Lily's. Okay. So I'm I am I am going back to ghost Lily. <laughs> Yay. With Yay. a twist. Yes, there is a twist. But then we got like the last episode. We get to see Lily in her, um, you know, cheerleader outfit. Be like, yeah, I did it. I must keep the light. Ha. So maybe like Lily will possess Veronica in the last episode, and then Beaver will possess Logan. Ooh, that I like. I didn't even think about Beaver coming back, but that. Mm. (laughs) 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 And then Aaron Eccles. And Aaron Eccles will possess Pez or Piz. Pez. Pez. <laughs> <laughs> the movie isn't about. I was gonna say he possessed Duncan, all. but then Duncan is off with Baby. Yep. So, so the movie isn't about like mysteries at all. It is actually like a supernatural thriller, and 
it's everyone else in Neptune trying to get these uh, th these ghosts to to go away. Well, so who's, we that. went from vampires to ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> who's Remember way back then? That's what I'm thinking of. Like, the, the, the Veronica Mars movie is just this massive truck. They're, they're doing a massive exorcism of the town of Neptune. So who did Lynn possess? Because I need Lynn back on the show. Well, Lynn's not dead. She's not dead. I know. I keep saying that, but she's not back, so... Yeah, you but... just haven't been patient enough. Yeah. I think that Lynn and Duncan <laughs> will be back next episode. No, Lynn comes Both. back to the movie. Totally. And see, Heidi's not contradicting us, so it must be true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can tell. Heidi's when do I contradict you during the theory? Be true. <laughs> she's seen the movie, too. Oh, there are times where you laugh and stuff, but then there are times you get you're, really quiet. You're really quiet. And, and you're really quiet. There are times when I laugh because I can't hold it in because this is something <laughs> so outrageous. There are times where you get really quiet because we're getting really close to what actually happened. So I think I just hit the nail on the head. So okay. We well, let's Rocky. do ratings. Okay, I'll go first. So, I thought that the dead coach plotline was okay. I like that it didn't resolve itself uh, yet. I'm excited to see how it turns out. I hated Logan as a nanny. Uh, I thought that whole thing was really contrived and stupid. I don't know what we really learned about Dean Ed Begley Jr.'s death, except that now Keith is going to have to just keep figuring this out on his own, I guess, without getting paid for it. So it was average, uh, five out of ten peanut butter cookies that I guess cause anaphylactic shock. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Marie. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> um, I actually, uh, I mean, this episode wasn't too bad, and it's funny because I, I watched, the, I was obviously absent from last last week's episode because I was warm, um, and so I got to, I, I, I watched them both together, so they're both jumbled in my head right now and um so th it was a pretty good pair of episodes i guess um but there were definitely some things that were lacking um but the logan scruff made up for a lot of it even though he was greasy um i'm gonna go with uh just a little higher than average i'm gonna go with like six out of ten freakish toes Apparently that's my theme tonight. <laughs> um, I like this. I mean, I know I bashed a lot of part of this episode, but I actually liked it. Um, it wasn't great, but it was pretty good. I just didn't like the trophy stuff in it. And I think I was less impressed with the kids than the kid that you were. Um, but she didn't have, she wasn't like awful. I have to say that, which is really encouraging because a lot of times it's just simply awful. Um, but... I am going to give it six out of ten dick trips. <laughs> um, There's an R in there, people. Sorry. Um, I, like, I guess I'm completely flipped from everyone else because I could not, I'm like, I don't care about the coach at all. I don't care who killed the coach. I don't care about the coach himself. I don't care about any of this. And, like, the Dino Dell stuff was just sort of dragging like oh please can we just I mean we learned nothing like whatever but Dick was hilariously funny and the idea of Logan being stuck with this kid like 
that's the worst thing that you could do to Logan. And I just thought it was so funny. So it was an average episode, but then there was Dick and Heather. So I am giving it seven song requests. <laughs> okay, Marie? I like the B-plot out of the three the best. And I actually know where the show's going, so that probably affects my opinion on some of the other stuff. So I won't mention that stuff. <laughs> You'll have to guess what it is. Anaphylactic shock. <laughs> Other than that. So I'm going to go with seven and a half out of ten fake meth lab explosions. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Um, yeah, the A plot is probably my least favorite part of the episode. I love Logan and Heather and find just everything with that plot hilarious. Um, I like that we get more on the Dean's death and like Marie, I know where it's going. And so that probably colors it a little bit, but, um, the, the basketball stuff isn't bad though. Uh, I am actually rating this the highest. I really enjoy this one and was glad to get to watch it. And I give it 8 out of 10 elevators that are home to awkwardness. <laughs> and let's have our contact information. You can find us at www.quadruplec.com. Send us an email at investigatingmarspodcast at gmail.com. And, like Paul, you can send us an MP3 voicemail. We love those. You can find us on Twitter at InvestigateMars. We are on Facebook at Facebook.com slash groups slash InvestigatingMars. And there is a spoiler group, which is Facebook.com slash groups slash spoilers of Mars. And we absolutely love everyone who leaves us an iTunes review. Yes, we do. Thank and, you very much. Yeah. And thank you, Marie, for joining us for this episode. Yes, thank you, Marie. Thanks thank for you, Marie. having me. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Yes. And our episode title for next time is Mars Bars. What's I love about? candy. And a flash of Oh, Veronica in jail. Obviously, Veronica yeah, in jail. Veronica's in jail. Yeah. And somebody slips her candy. Yeah, Mars bars. Do you yeah. remember Mars bars? Come on. Uh, bars I don't think I ever awesome. had one, but I remember. Uh, Mars the, bars were awesome. The, I love a Mars bars. Mm. Mars the guy bars. in the top bunk. Uh, Does what? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just guessing oh, that... Oh, it's her Mars bars. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Mars bars, so it's Mars behind bars. I get it now. Yeah. Oh, you didn't get... <laughs> that's why you said Mars bars. <laughs> Jimmy was thinking about candy. I thought that's I why you said obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So we'll find out next time what that episode's about. Until then, bye. Bye, y'all. Bye, everybody. Bye.